Hello, and welcome once again to Two Girls in a Pod. I'm Sharon. I'm Christy. And we'd like to welcome you all. Today we're going to continue talking about relationships. We talked about, you know, relationships and, and more the romantic kind. But today we're actually going to talk a little bit about, you know, when people get married and whether it's what we call the traditional marriage or whatever that relationship looks like when people get together. When we get together, not only do we have the relationship with the person that we marry or commit to, let's call it commit to, but we also bring in their their traditions, their culture, their families. And it's how do we navigate those? How do we help to make those relationships stronger or at least set boundaries with those relationships? I don't know which one it would necessarily be for each person. But, you know, for Christy and I, I am from a Latin background. Christy is not. No. <laughs> and, you know, we even talked about her being from the city, me being from more of the country. And those are cultures as well. And, you know, how do we blend those? You know, we... Christy, for her being in the small community, it was a bit of a struggle for you, more so at first, I would think. Yeah, because I grew up in the city. Even though my parents are from smaller country towns, my family's white, southern, from the backwoods. (laughs) So your dad's from? My dad's from Missouri, and my mom was from Alabama. You're not Missouri, and you're not Alabama. Let's make that clear, people. (laughs) They moved north and started family in Illinois, so that's where I'm from. So even for you, you have the Southern influence because of your parents, but it's, so you have a bit of that culture in you, but you have more of the kind of city. The city culture that I grew up with, which I am grateful for where I grew up. I grew up in the Quad Cities and was such a mix of people there. I mean, just from everywhere. I think for me, growing up in the small community, it was where could we find that we could meet in the middle? And I remember growing up the few times I would drive through Colorado Springs, I would always say, oh my God, I don't ever want to live there. And I don't even know why. I do not have any idea. Then when I became a military family life counselor, my first rotation was here in Colorado Springs at Fort Carson. So we had to stay here and then went to Fort Riley, got the next, my next rotation was Fort Riley and that was really small and then got brought back to Fort Carson and, you know, we were here and we finally said, if we're going to be here, we might as well, you know, at least settle down a little bit because my rotation was going to be a longer period of time and I found that I liked it. We like it a lot now, but I think that with Colorado Springs, you really cannot base your opinion of Colorado Springs on the driving. On driving through Colorado Springs, it's just not fair because (laughs) the driving is something else. (laughs) And people from Colorado Springs listening to the oh, yep, know what they're talking about. But the place itself is enjoyable. And it's set up in such a neat thing. We live in Southern Springs, and so... It feels like a smaller community, but yet we have access to everything, if that makes sense. So, you know, that was something that we, you know, when we talk about in relationships, how do we compromise on those things in, in, in order to make a strong and healthy relationship? How do we find those positive things to enhance the relationship? 
And for me, you know, how did I find that positivity in Colorado Springs? Because it's still more of a city than what I grew up in. But I think we have found that balance, and I think it's a really good balance for us. Yeah, we've, you know, created a great network of friends now. We enjoy our time. Yeah, and so we have that piece of, you know, we had to learn to meet in the middle with that. And I think we, like I said, I think we came up with a really good uh, compromise, and now we really love the city. We love being active in the city and stuff. So for us, it's been a win-win situation. And we've got our private practice here, which does amazing because, you know, it's so close to the military post and stuff. And we work with military and their families and, of course, with the veterans. So it's really been a blessing for us, I think. Yeah. So we've got that piece of it. And, you know, when we look at relationships, there's so much that's encompassed in a relationship, you know, that we just don't really think about. For Christy, once again, you know, how did we blend together even different, not necessarily different belief systems? Because I think our belief systems are pretty online with each other. Wouldn't you agree? I think so. Different in how we were raised. Yes. But each of us, I feel like our, our views align. I just feel like that they're different from how we were raised. And I think that's true. And, you know, when especially because we're not in what we call the traditional marriage or the traditional committed relationship being two women. That was something that for you was a little bit different journey than for me in that it was hard on your family at first. Yeah, it was very difficult at first. But part of that is because of the religious piece as well, which is also a part of your culture. Yes, huge piece. So it wasn't easy, you know, talking to my parents about that. So, Well, when we talk about the religious cults, give a little bit of background on that, what that was like for you growing up. Uh, so my mom is a pastor. She was a Pentecostal pastor. My dad was raised Southern Baptist, but he um, assimilated into the Pentecostal church. And I was raised that way. It was very, we were at church a lot of the time. So their faith is very strong and deeply rooted and, you know, their beliefs didn't allow them to be accepting of my relationship. So when I talked to them about that, they, they weren't happy to begin with, but, and the relationship I feel like suffered. We didn't have a lot of communication for at least a year. I would still talk to them on the phone, but they lived at a distance as well. So that was... It was different, but that was a difficult time to get through. But over time, I feel like that it got better. And I think one of the things that helped is you never stopped communication with them. And I think the other thing is, is that with your, your mom and dad knew me outside of our relationship too. So they already had a relationship with me that, and ours, it was more of a friendship. I knew them before I knew you. Right. And then we developed a friendship and all of that. So I think that might have been beneficial with that. But when we commit to these relationships, once again, there is the extended family. There is your your nuclear family that still plays a part in our relationships. And for me, coming from a Latin family, I had apprehension about talking to my parents. And, and then it turned out to be totally not what I expected. You know, that happens often because my parents were older also. And, but, you know, when I told them I was expecting something different, I don't really know why. 
I think maybe because of the stereotypes and stuff about Latin families and homosexuality within Latin families, maybe, I don't know, but they were extremely supportive of me. They, all they cared about was that the person I was with was a good person, you know, and as we fast forward through my parents really, when anybody they'd introduced Christy to, they, she, they always introduced her as their daughter-in-law. It was never a thing. There was never an issue with them. When we got together, that's all that mattered to them. And we spent a lot of time with my family, but we also spent a lot of time with your family. Yeah. As I mentioned, they were, you know, they lived a distance away. So, but we did go and visit them and built that relationship over time. You know, like we talked about the vacation with your family to Disney World. I don't think that we would have been able to had those really great times. But I think it was important to both of us. And what I hear oftentimes when I'm in, when I'm doing therapy is people will say, well, my spouse doesn't get along with my family. My family's not engaged with my spouse. And so it's, it, they almost feel like this division. It doesn't mean go be best friends, but how do you do that in a respectful way so that it's enhancing the relationship versus their the fighting over this? Cause you don't want to have it to where, where you're fighting about no, I'm not going to go over to your parents' house. No, I don't like them or no, they don't like me or no, I don't feel comfortable. You know, there's always that kind of stuff. But what can you do to minimize that? You know what I mean? And I think that it's really respecting people where they're at. We had to respect her parents where they were at in their belief system and stuff. Was it easy at first? No. But I think it was worth the time that was put into it because I think it it really minimizes if we're we're not going to be arguing about those things because I had an investment in her family because it was important to her. She had an investment in my family because it was important to me. So really exploring that and doing different things that we weren't used to with families. I was not used to being in the South. So when we would go, we go back to Alabama, it's very different for me. So my parents, um, when they moved away, they moved back to my mom's home state of Alabama. So when we would go back to visit, it was in the South. and It was a little bit of an adjustment for me. Yeah. <laughs> but those are things I could say, you know what, it's okay, because it's a temporary thing. And it's still about Christy's family. Christy had to learn a lot about my family. And once again, grew up in the country. Christy got dirty. She worked out in the fields. She did stuff like that, which was totally not your... <laughs> no, I wasn't used to going out to the mountains and getting wood and doing all those Working things. in the fields and doing cleanup and taking stuff to the dump. And my sister, <laughs> it's always an adventure, I'm telling you. But one day we're cleaning up our cleanup around the farm and we're driving the... I'm driving the pickup because Christy doesn't drive a standard... And my sister was the passenger, so it was me, the driver, Christy in the middle, my sister in the passenger side of our pickup truck, and we're driving, and I don't even know what happened. <laughs> but Christy starts to have a freak-out moment. Well, that's because during cleanup, a worm had got down my shirt. She didn't know it was a worm at that point. She just felt something moving. And Christy, let me explain, Christy has a, a real fear of bugs, and and it really is a phobia, and, and so 
but I don't know that's happening. I'm just driving along, you know, minding my own business and we're talking and having a great time. And she starts to have this freak out moment. So I'm trying to slow down and I'm trying to pull over. Well, she's trying to push my sister out of a moving vehicle. <laughs> so my sister, I don't know what, why she did it, but she opens the door to step out. And uh, <laughs> I'm trying to push her out and I'm trying to tell her, get out, get out. And she said, I can't. The ground's going too fast. The ground's still moving too fast. And she had her foot out. She's trying to walk with <laughs> You know, so I finally pull over. She just kind of tosses my sister out of the vehicle, takes her shirt off, doesn't even care. I was getting ready to rid of the worm. And it was one of those funny moments that we we still laugh about because you had to be there to see this. It was really comical, you know, but she it didn't stop her from going and helping the next time clean up and stuff. I do think my sister was a little leery of... Being a passenger with her because <laughs> everyone was traumatized by the end of that. Yeah, it was like, oh my god, you know, we kind of had to sit for a minute uh, before we proceeded uh, to the dump and stuff. So these are things, you know, something that's so outside of what she knew, but was willing to embrace some of that because of her feeling towards me, and like I would embrace because of the feeling towards her and we could have made it difficult now does that mean that I have strong relationships with all of her family no partly because of our personalities partly because of proximity there's a lot of reasons for that not necessarily it's not like these super negative things and stuff like that does she have super tight relationships with all of my siblings no some, because of her personality, she gets along better with some than others, and that's okay. The thing is, is how do we do it in a respectful way? And like I said, we had some crazy, crazy moments with that particular sister. Just crazy. <laughs> but she does get along well with a majority of my family members. And, you know, we get we hang out. We, we did holidays together, and we did all that kind of stuff prior to my parents' passing and stuff like that. So, but... When I listen to some of my clients, and just not my clients, even our, our friends too, it's, there's sometimes that battle in the relationship when it comes to how do I balance time between my family and her family, or you know what I mean, or his family and her family, or his family and his family. It doesn't matter what the, that makeup is, but how do we balance that? How do we keep it from really damaging the relationship? And I think for me, it's being respectful of where people are at. Early on, her parents, it wasn't about, they didn't have to like our relationship. I had an understanding that it was hard for them because of their religious beliefs. And like with Christy, I think for you, it was understanding that part of my culture and, and part of where I came from was we worked hard. Yeah, I learned something about work ethic and all that there. Yes, and and we talk about that sometimes. We You talk about having an appreciation for that. Yeah. I, I feel like that the time that we spent was valuable for multiple reasons, for the growth of myself as a person, but also for our relationship. And like you say, you know, making those connections with family. I don't think we're sitting here promoting that you have to get along with everybody because sometimes you don't get along with your own siblings, you know, <laughs> or your parents, you know, I mean, that's just the reality of it. That's not what it is, but it is about 
those relationships and how do we minimize the impact of our relationships with our family members and extended family so that they don't impact the committed relationship in a negative way. And I think that those are really, those can be really tough to navigate sometimes. Yes. <laughs> what? Not everyone gets along and, you know, that's, it's okay. I think that you just, you have to understand where the person is coming from that you are committed to, that that's their family and that's, they're going to have those relationships. And sometimes it's just a matter of giving them the space to have that relationship with them, even if it's, you know, not time spent together if you don't get along with them. But sometimes it's just allowing that person to have that time. And I think that's the other thing is I think sometimes in when I've worked with people in relationships, it's like the one will say to the other, I want to go. And I remember my parents talking about this, about a couple they knew. He would have to go see his parents by himself because the spouse didn't want to have anything to do with it. But then would get upset also when he would go and have coffee with his parents. And my parents didn't understand that either. So it was like, if you don't want to go, then why... Why stop the other person from going? Why you don't have to be mean about it, kind of, was their uh, philosophy of it. And I think that's what it is, is that because sometimes the blending of those cultures is different. I didn't come from a strong religious background in that way. You know, we went to Catholic, the Catholic Church when I was young, but then we stopped going to the Catholic Church. But my parents always taught us the importance of having a strong spiritual relationship. And they still practiced a lot of the Catholicism. And so, but it wasn't one of those things that they said because of who I loved that God said that was wrong. So I didn't have to deal with that, the, you know, that piece of that religious thing. But I think when you have those kind of situations that happen, it's how do we navigate them as delicately as we can without being hurtful to other people? I think is really the big thing. Yeah. And then with that, you know, when we were talking about this earlier, as we were talking about how we're going to do the podcast, it's not just that. It's that thing of culture. It's the thing of traditions. What traditions are important that you want to bring into your relationship? And then what traditions do you create on your own? Because those are so important to relationships, I think. And I think sometimes when I'm working with people and I ask them, well, what are your traditions? And they're, they're like, what do you mean? We don't have any. And they're, you know, they're younger couples or they, they're couples that just have kids. And I said, because those traditions are important. What do you pass on? And, you know, so now I have some who they have their tradition of reading to their children at night, which I think is a really great thing or things like that, you know, or certain holiday things. One of my clients, I love this tradition. They buy gifts and then say they buy their kids five gifts. The kid goes and picks one gift to give away, things like that. One of my sisters does something similar to that too. When her kids were growing up, each year she gives her son a, a certain specific type of book that became their tradition. They exchange that. Those things help solidify our relationships. Because it creates a commonality. It creates something that we look forward to. Your mom makes chicken dressing for Christmas dinner. That's a really big. Didn't know what that was. Be real with you. We're kind of stuffing people. And when she said chicken dressing, I don't know what that is. It's delicious. 
way better than stuffing from a box. <laughs> exactly. Christy does cornbread and black-eyed peas. That's the southern influence of my parents. Yes. I said, okay, I will give this a try. You know what? Tell you right now, don't feel it. I told her I might as well just go to get a handful of sand and start chewing on it because that's what it feels like to me. You cannot insult cornbread like that. You know, okay. And then I said, well, if all cornbread tastes like this, you know, I don't, I wasn't feeling it. Then my brother-in-law makes a Mexican cornbread and I'm there like, oh my God, this is delicious. He's from Arkansas, but it didn't taste the same. And then I found out there's a sweet cornbread and then there's regular cornbread. The sand cornbread. <laughs> no. <laughs> Both are good. In their different, different ways. Okay. We will, I, Agree to disagree? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just not my thing. But, you know, it's one of the things that I still tried it. You try a lot of the foods that we like calabacitas. I feel like foods are a big thing where it comes to learning about someone else's family and culture and those kinds of things. I mean, I grew up with a, a restaurant back in my hometown that I absolutely love. And I've taken you back there and you love it too. So it's Adolph's. Yeah. Adolph's tacos. They're the best in the quad cities. But Christy would talk about this taco place. And I mean, she talks about it. Her eyes start to sparkle. She starts to salivate. <laughs> That's her thing. And she loved her taco Tuesdays and stuff. So when we went back, she took me back to Illinois, and which I thought was really cool because she took me back there. She showed me where she grew up. She kind of talked about her upbringing and what was valuable and important to her, but none topped Adolph's. And I'm there like, okay, fine. Let's go to this place. Oh, my goodness. They are delicious. Best tacos you ever had. There, I do the avocado tostada with ground beef. Delicious. A family-owned restaurant, and they are unbelievable. And now, and now I understand. And in fact, I told her, I said, her sister lives back in, back there. And we had talked about going back. And I says, well, why don't we just go visit Adolph's? And I says, oh, no, no, I mean your sister. <laughs> no, because they are good. But once again, it helped me to see another part of Christy, too, which once again strengthens those relationships because we share those experiences. You know, we talked about even when we vacation and stuff, she's got that, she's looking into the middle distance and I think she's seen Adolph's tacos right now. I'm just <laughs> telling you right now. We talked about that. She shared that experience with me and then I understood when she talked about it. Now I can relate to that experience. And once again, those are the things that help build those relationships. Sometimes they're little things. They don't have to be big things. Her mom makes chili. Well, sweet chili. Um, they're like, what is this? <laughs> I do green chilies. So we do the hatch chilies. You know, I can even Pueblo chilies. We do the, so I'm, I'm waiting for the flavor for the, for more of the chili taste, but theirs is a sweet chili. It's good. I actually, I really enjoy it. You know, but when she told me that at first and when I took the first bite, it was kind of a little different for me, <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. I love her mom's chili. Or sweet chili. But do I make chili like that? No, not at all. No. But yours is really good. It's just a different kind of chili completely. So. E exactly. You know, so when I make enchiladas, you know, even when her mom ate our enchilada, my enchiladas for the first time, she was used to the other, they use a different red chili. And we use the chili morido or we can use mostly the chili morido. 
And her mom really liked it because her mom can't have anything spicy. <laughs> her spicy is ketchup, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but those are the things. They're shared experiences. Food is an area that we can share with the, the, the person we're committed to because it gives them a glimpse into our life as well. Those things, once again, then, you know, when you have kids, you get to share those, you get to pass those on, those things on to the next generation so that we, we kind of keep that alive and well. I think that, you know, mo more times than not now, we're all about the convenience of things. And so we, we don't, a lot of times people don't make things from scratch and do things like that. But one of the things that I am really happy that I, my, my mom wrote down a bunch of her recipes and, you know, even my grandma's recipes and things like that in a book for me. And I've kept that. And even though I don't make those all the time, I have the ability to go back and, and do that. And so I think that it's really cool to incorporate things like that. Okay, she makes cornbread. She has made cornbread. I have made cornbread, yeah. <laughs> and once again, remember, Christy, cooking is not her thing. No. No. That's one of those compromise things, which is, once again, helps the relationship when we're not trying to force and change somebody to be what we want them to be and when we just accept them for who they are and really embrace their strengths and understand their weaknesses because we're going to have that in relationships. We're going to have strengths and we're going to have weaknesses and that's all good. But being able to identify those is really important. It's not that thing of holding it in and then being passive aggressive with people. Well, geez, why doesn't she cook? She probably should be cooking. Come on now. No, either to hold on to that then creates a wedge, this invisible wedge and the way we don't have those invisible wedges is we have those conversations. If you don't like it, then you know what? I do love to cook, but I really hate to clean up. So you find those compromises even within those things. Those things are important. I don't know what it is. Getting my sisters together are, we, we laugh a lot. People say we cackle. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Christy raised her eyebrow, but we were actually in Denver one day. And so it was the, so I have five sisters. And I have five brothers. Christy has... I have two brothers. That's it. And one sister. No, and one sister. Yeah. But biologically, you have, you're have you an only child with her two parents. So she has a blended family, which is really great. But we're in Denver, and so we stopped to get coffee. Christy's driving. And so one of... <laughs> I'm in the car, and my two sisters are in the car, and the third sister who's younger than me, she's got the coffee. <laughs> so, and she's trying to get into the back door, which, so I'm waiting for everybody to get in. And I ask, but they're all talking, but I maybe ask, cackling a little, I ask if they're ready. And I thought I heard one of them say, okay, like, yeah, we're ready. <laughs> she didn't say we're ready. She just said, okay. So I thought that was my okay to go. Well, apparently <laughs> One of them was still hanging out the car trying to get in with the coffee, and I took off. So once again, here's another one of my sisters with one foot out, walking, trying, <laughs> and we're yelling at Christy, stop, stop. I'm and she did. I'm surprised the door didn't hit my sister and knock her out. But, but we do those kind of crazy things together, and we create those moments. We share those moments, and Christy actually gets along really well with my family. 
and particularly mostly the females. The males are, not that you don't get along with them, we're just not around them as much, you know, and that's just basically, once again, geography sometimes. <laughs> but, and we get more mishaps with the sisters, which is great because, and it feels good for me when we can all hang out and laugh together and have a really good time. But we can do that anyway. One of my brothers, you know, we were all together again, and here's Christy. And this was just when we were friends. So I don't even know why she ended up saying, okay, I'm going to get in this family because we're kind of crazy when we're all together. And we were playing poker. And my brother, he's my second oldest brother, we're playing poker. And so we're all sitting around. So there's a lot of my family, and it's at my house. And uh, <laughs> we watch him, and he gets so excited. So we all know he has the winning hand. So we all fold and he gets so upset with us because he wanted to win one hand. <laughs> so we're all cracking up laughing and, you know, and then, you know, maybe some feelings got hurt. But anyway, we all made up eventually. <laughs> but those are kind of the, the, the things, but blending those families and creating those, those memories once again, strengthen the relationship because we don't spend our time fighting about who's going where, what we're doing, who we're going to hang out with. We learned to breach compromises in those things. When we went to Rocky Point, Panasco, we went with my family and we had a really great time with that. My sister, the younger one, we we're playing the ocean waves and Christy was on one side, I was on the other. A wave came, knocked her down. I swear she was not even in that water for half a second. And Christy and I both had her back up and but she didn't want to go back in the water after that, even though we saved her. That wasn't even anything bad. But then, you know, fast forward, it was a really great experience. And we said, you know what, Christy, we talked about it. And we ended up taking your mom and brother. Yeah. And then they got to hang out with, because my brother, one of my brothers lives there. So we got to hang out with him. So another blending. Yeah. I think it was a good time for everybody. I enjoyed it. Yeah. My brother does have a really good sense of humor. It's one that you got to be around. But we had such a great time. And the other thing is, is that her family then got to be around my family. So they got to know each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's important because I think when they, I think when they don't have that opportunity to get to know each other, there's always going to be distance. I think it would always feel kind of awkward, don't you? Yeah. And what is that like for you, though? Did you have any apprehension about, like, your family meeting my family? I mean, I would have. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit, because, I mean, I feel like that your family, they just say what they're thinking in the moment. And my family, they don't. They don't really do that. (laughs) No. So sometimes they're so matter of fact and say something and my family sitting there like, they just got hit in the face with something. (laughs) So it comes off as a surprise, but I think it was good for them to, to be around that and, you know, just see how you guys talk and play off each other. And it's fun. It's all in good fun. I mean, there'll be times where you guys have disagreements, but you guys can agree to disagree. And that's been interesting for me to be a witness to because my family doesn't do that either. I don't feel like that they 
discuss things and, and agree to disagree when it's something like that. So it was interesting to, to see how they react, but I think it was a good thing. And I do too. Once again, we've really worked and and when we talk about this, we're working on building our relationship. It all ties back into how do you build your relationship and how do you make it stronger? It's kind of like anticipating maybe, I don't know, but the more that we, we did this and, you know, granted 20 years later, but the more you do it, the more comfortable you get to be in each of those places. And you don't have all that angst or apprehension or whatever it is and being around those. And once again, that does not mean that all personalities are going to mesh. And that is okay. But it's how do we do it in a respectful way? How do we do it in a respectful way? Because if we don't, then that's going to cause dissension in your home. We don't want that. So we prioritize our relationship. But in, in, in prioritizing our relationship, we have to look at the relationships outside of us as well. Where did we come from? How do we incorporate that? There are things I want to incorporate into, into our relationship. Our food is one. Music is another. We listen to a lot of uh, Latin music, which I really appreciate that you really love Latin music. Yeah, I think especially like reggaeton and that is a big favorite for me. But I love a lot of different kinds of music, all different Mm -hmm. genres. I think probably my least would be what I grew up with, which was more gospel and country. So, but yeah, incorporating all those different kinds is. And I think once again, and everything from talking about those things that were important in your upbringing and why you might want to keep them in the current relationship, why they had value. Because sometimes we do it for nostalgic reasons or whatever, but appreciating that in the other person too. What does that look like for that person and why it's important and then why it becomes important for me? And like I said, I hear this a lot when I do therapy, that family, the, the, the extended family is creating dissension. But the reason it's creating dissension is because the two people in the relationship are not having that communication. They're not talking about the importance maybe of why this is important to me. Listen to my mess. It's important for me that we still make the green chili or sometimes have a viscochito or whatever that is. And even if it's not something that maybe you like or whatever, why it's important for me, I hope makes it important for you. Yeah, definitely. That's, we talked about that a little bit in the last episode about even gardening for you and that why it's important to you it was something you shared with your mom and i i can respect that even though it's not something that's my favorite thing to do i understand why it's important for you to take the time and those are the things that we're talking about when you listen with intention and when you realize that i have to realize that for that christie's family her family unit that she grew up in with is important to her. It has a place. And when we get together and we get hitched, get married, commit, whatever word y'all want to use, that her family unit is part of who she is today. It's part of what I love in her today. 
It's all of those things that we bring into a relationship. But sometimes we will dig our heels in and we'll oppose this brother, that sister, this uncle, that, even not that it's not even going to aunts and uncles and that, you know, that just let's keep to the nucleus. Maybe I don't like the, or, you know, and we're talking about then nieces and nephews and that because that's immediate family and that. But we can dig our heels in and, well, I don't want to be around them. Well, we're having this get together. Well, no, so-and-so is going to be there. I don't want to go because they're me. Oh, whatever it is. Now you have dissension instead of realizing they're just moments. And sometimes we, we have to not, I don't like to call it's not a sacrifice. Sometimes we have to realize that what, what may not be as a valuable moment for me in the same way may be a very valuable moment for the person that we love. And how do we navigate that? And how do we really build that bridge? Because when we commit to somebody in some ways, we are committing to their past, their upbringing, to their culture, to all of those things, because it comes with them. It's a whole package. Even though Christy did, wasn't raised in the South, her parents' influence is from the South. So there's still that, once again, black eyed peas and cornbread, those kind of things. When that, when we go back to Alabama, that cultural thing, it's there. Even though it's not her culture, it's still a part of your family culture. Yeah, and sometimes it doesn't come off as very accepting. So that's why sometimes it's a struggle to be there. Well, it is. And I know it can make them uncomfortable sometimes because we are married and we're two women. I know it goes against their belief system sometimes or whatever that is. But I think overall, it hasn't been extremely horrible. Thank you. (laughs) I think they do the best that they can. And I appreciate that because it's, it is different for them. And there's not a lot of people of color where they're from. And, and so sometimes I'm the only one when we go there, but that's okay too, because it's not about all of that. It's about putting that aside for that period of time and going in. It's about being with your family. Yeah building those relationships. Like I say, I feel like that over time, it eventually gets stronger or at least becomes, you know, more comfortable, even if it's, you know, not everybody is accepting. It can be, it's still worth the time and effort. Mm -hmm. And remembering even in those relationships that they ebb and flow. My relationships with my siblings will ebb and flow and my nieces and nephews, yours with your brothers, with your siblings and nieces and nephews will ebb and flow. But that's normal because relationships do ebb and flow. It doesn't it's not a negative. Sometimes, once again, we talked about that. We're all on these journeys and, and sometimes our journey takes us a little bit away from that and then it might morph back or whatever that is. All those things are okay because we're, there's still relationships. And sometimes we put a relationship on pause for a minute because we have other things we're doing. And then we thought, oh, wait a minute, I haven't talked to that person for a while or whatever that is. So those are the things that are really important to understand that, that relationships have flexibility or they should have flexibility. If they're so rigid, if you're involved in a rigid relationship, it's going to be hard for that to grow. It's going to be hard for you to grow within the relationship as well. And sometimes that rigid, that rigid stuff comes when it's about dealing with the other person's family. 
they'll dig their heels in. And you can dig those heels in. And sometimes that does not make for a healthy relationship that you're having. And that's why I was saying even earlier that you sometimes you have to give that person that space to go and be with them if it's not a situation where that you can be there too. I know that through the years, we would always go and have coffee with your parents. And it was something I really enjoyed. But I know that after my dad passed away, I took some time where that I didn't go with you. You would go and you'd have coffee with them. And I had to give you that time with them because I wasn't in a place where that I could. I just didn't feel like that I could go and enjoy it the way that I had. And not that I didn't appreciate all of that time before because I loved sitting and and chatting with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And eventually, yeah, I did go back and I would visit with them and stuff too. But there was just a time in there where I just could not do it. And so sometimes that's the case. And sometimes you have to give people that time. And I think that's that ebb and flow I was talking about. Circumstances happen, different things happen. And realizing that, and my parents never sat there and said, oh my gosh, well, what Christy doesn't want to come over and have, no, it was never an issue. It was never anything They would just ask, how's Christy doing? You know, it wasn't anything like that. I think because sometimes we just have to hold space for people too and and knowing when to do it. And eventually you, it turned, it came back around and then we were back to having coffee with my parents because that was a big thing I did. But you never told me, and this is something I've always appreciated. You never sat there and said, you're spending too much time with your family. You never did that. But I also wanted to be respectful and not spend. So I knew that there's a balance. And that's and when we're in relationships, these committed relationships, there is a balance. And sometimes the way you reach that balance is by talking to each other, letting the other person know what it's important to me. Why is it important that I go have coffee with my parents? Why is it important that I go have coffee with my sister, my brother, you know, my niece, nephew, whatever it is, my grandparents? Why are those things important? And then so the other person can hear and say, oh, okay, I get it now. I understand. It's not a competition, people. There is no competition here. And if you're feeling like it's a competition, then that's something that you need to really look at internally. Why is this affecting me this way? If if Christy's going to have coffee with, um, they don't, her mom don't drink coffee, but if she's going to visit with her mom and I start getting, well, this attitude or whatever, then I have to ask myself, what is that about? Because that's not about Christy's relationship with her mom. That's something internal to me. And that's something I have to address because it will impact that relationship. So relationships are so important and our family relationships are important. But next week, we're actually going to talk about sometimes we create that family system. Because sometimes in the LBGTQ plus community and not just them, but in the LBGTQ plus community, there will be really hard times for people that aren't able to accept, don't have the relationship that we do with our families. Or just in general, stuff happens so we don't have that same family support. Military families have that. They move all over the world. All of these things, there are circumstances that make this, that make it happen where we don't maybe have that family support that we need or that we want. So what can we do to create that? And I think we've been so fortunate because I think we have really created a family unit outside of our, the families we were born into. Yeah. And I think, you know, that has a lot to do with like proximity and that, I mean, our families, 
live far apart in that. So we have created our own kind of family unit within the friendships that we've made. And I think there is such a difference. We're born into a family. And so that has significance within, you know, just in the fact that you're born into a unit. And there's a specialness about that as well. But I think there's a different kind of special when you can create that unit with people who they don't have to love you because they're not your siblings, they're not your parents. So it's not the same thing, but you create that and they truly love and accept you for who you are. And and you look forward to those times as you do with the family that you were born into. And so next, our next one is about creating those relationships, nurturing them, helping and realizing the value of them, I guess, the value of those relationships. Yeah, because sometimes for some people that, you know, becomes the bigger factor. They have to create those friendships, well, family, basically, outside of the family they were born to for many reasons. Maybe they're, like I say, maybe it's proximity. Maybe their family's passed on. I don't know. But they're, those relationships that they create, I think, are really important, and they they help us in so many ways. And I agree. And, you know, when we're talking about relationships, there are so many different kinds of relationships, and we're only going to be touching on a few of them. But hopefully it gives the people listening a moment to sit back and reflect not only on the, the committed relationship that they're in, but the family that they came from. And then how do you incorporate that, make it strong and healthy for each person that's involved in the relationship and then starting to think about, do I have a created family? And did I just not think of them as a created family, but that's really what it is? Or those tight friendships that are like siblings, you know, you, Rebecca, is that for you? Yeah, because we're not related by blood, but we're definitely, that's my sister. And I'm telling you right now, they act like it. Oh my goodness. They might as well be sisters because when they're together, you you would see them and say, oh yeah, those two are siblings because they, how they interact with each other. It is very, it's a very loving and, and she's my sister-in-law. I don't know her as anything else from the time I've met Christy and from the first time I met Rebecca, she was really young. She didn't talk much to me, but uh <laughs> I'm not holding it against her. But the thing is, is that that has always been how she addresses her and how she talks about her. When I talk, it's not, it is Rebecca is her sister. So we're going to talk about those relationships and we're going to talk about why they're important and what, what is it that they give us and what do we do to nurture those and also keep those as healthy as we possibly can. What's And why they have priority. Yes. So we look forward to next week. We're very excited about that episode too because I've really enjoyed these episodes on relationships because, of course, my favorite relationship is obviously with you. I love that we're still best friends after 20 years together, and I think it's it's fantastic. Me too. So for us, it's a fun time. I hope you guys are enjoying it as well. We're going to post another question on our Facebook page, and we really Really hope that you guys give us some feedback and and let us know your thoughts and critiques of the podcast. We so look forward to it. So until next time, B2B.
be kind to each other and take care of yourselves. And we will be talking soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you.